This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Hey, football fans, and welcome to the Onside Kick. My name is Ricky Widmer, and as always, I'm joined by the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And Mark, we're here on the Onside Kick this week. We're talking Black Monday. It's actually, we're on Tuesday, so it's the day after Black Monday. But we've got some open jobs in the NFL now. Plenty. We've got, and we're going to be talking about playoffs and then L.A. relocation later. But we're going to be starting with these coaching vacancies. And the ones we've got going out, we've got the New York Giants. The Cleveland Browns, the San Francisco 49ers, the Eagles, which we talked about last week. We knew that job was open. The Dolphins, the 49ers, and the Titans. Those are the ones that are open for sure. Now, there's other ones here where Jim Caldwell's on the ice. We don't know if he's going to get fired or not. Sean Payton's a coach that everyone's watching, but... We've got these openings, and I'm just going to, plain and simple, Mm -hmm. for you right now, if you were a head coach or a coach looking to be a head coach in the NFL, which job's the most attractive one to you? Miami Dolphins. No joke. Because of the Tannehills? I love the Tannehills. (laughs) But they are the team that is set up to win, not necessarily now, but soon. I mean, you've got Ndamukong Sue. He's a beast. He destroys. And that defense should be a lot better than they played. You've got Ryan Tannehill, who's got a lot of talent, even though he didn't really perform that well this season. You have your, basically what I'm saying for, yes, you're going to deal with the Patriots. You're going to deal with the Jets. But this is a team that's going to be that Mm up-and-comer. Everything's building up. They've been this team where every year for the past two, three years, people are saying, watch those Dolphins. They're Mm going to do it. Well, we all, we thought, and by we all, I mean you and me, Thought the Dolphins would be a playoff team this year. Well, I thought they were going to do really well this year. I really, I, really I had them as a ten-win team this year at the beginning of the season, and they really should have been better than they were. The defense—I mean, not defense—the wide receivers. Mm, you don't have anything that makes you too excited. But Devontae Parker was a young guy that they just drafted. He's something you should be excited with. I know you loved him in the offseason. You well, wanted we drafted him. him in fantasy. Yes, we did, and we regretted that decision. Uh, Chopped him almost immediately. Yeah. You have that Jordan Cameron, you know, coming out of Cleveland, should be a lot better than he is right now, uh, at least that he was for this season. There's a lot of good pieces here. You know, fix the offensive line and just plug and play some extra stuff, maybe get a really good weapon in the wide receiving option. Those are really, I mean, those are some of the few things that you can do to take this team to the next level if you're going to be coming in to that Miami Dolphins job. It's not a bad job to take, even though this team definitely underperformed. See, I'm going to go a different, I'm going to stay in the same conference as you, but I'm going to go with a completely different team. I'm going with the Tennessee Titans. And the main reason for me why the Titans are the most attractive team is you've got a young quarterback. You've got a not just a young quarterback, but you have a quarterback that has the mind and the skill to be not only the face of a franchise, but the franchise. 
And to me, I know that everyone talks about, well, Ricky, when head coaches come in, some of them like to say, hey, you know what? Let me get my own guy. Let me go out there and draft my own guy. Hey, guess what? Unless you love Paxton Lynch or love Jared Goff, you're not getting your guy this year. Mm -hmm. So... It, the, the Titans already have a guy in Marcus Mariota. But, I mean, the rest of the team may need a little yeah. work. However, the one position that is the crucial and most important for any team, mm -hmm. you got arguably one of the Although, best. Although, no, you don't arguably have one for of the, the best. For the rookies? You've got a mobile the quarterback rookies. who already has been hurt and had to miss time. How is that one of the best? Out of the I'd rather rookie, have Ryan Tannehill. Ryan for, Tannehill hasn't missed his time. For me, out of and I'm just saying he's a young guy. Of course, he had to deal with injuries later, but with me, I'm because I don't run three situation because I don't run the Chip Kelly system, and mm -hmm. I'm more of the. It's I would come in and say, okay, Marcus. I would just show him film of Cam Newton. Do and that. say, this is what I want you to become. Get him that Kevlar armor yeah. that, that Cam Newton wears. Well, because Cam Newton's a mobile guy, but Cam Newton isn't that mobile guy to where it's like, okay, I am going to run and run for yardage. He looks to pass first. Mm -hmm. He's improved his pocket passing. Or I'm going to Marcus Mariota and I'm showing him film of Big Ben. Blake Bortles, a guy that came in a year before him and say, hey, you know what? You don't have to run to run. Yeah, you have that ability. You can break off an 80-yard run like it's nothing. Yeah. But you don't have to. The one thing I will say which would scare me comparing Cam Newton to Marcus Mariota is the fact that Cam Newton's got about 20-some pounds No, yeah, Mariota. I know. He's a big guy. Not saying that Marcus Mariota's not a big guy, but if anyone's designed Cam, to take hits, it's Cam, Cam Newton, Newton can just barrel through people. Yeah, he's got that big bend. Marcus Mariota is more of an elusive, like, I'm mm -hmm. going to break off 80 yard runs and not take an entire hit yeah. on that run. But I would say that to me, that, yeah, just because maybe it's because I like Marcus Mariota and he's a quarterback that I would fit into an offense. I'll tell you this my second most attractive job, the Giants. Mm -hmm. The reason being is if you come into that Giants job, you can say, okay, I've got Eli Manning, two-time Super Bowl champion, Eli Manning. Some would say the better Manning. The better Manning. You have him, and you're mm -hmm. able to then say, okay, which quarterback do I like in this draft? That's my guy to sit behind Eli if you want to draft your guy this year. Yeah. You know, I, I would like— the idea of going to uh, going to I, I'm forgetting their name the the New York Giants. If it wasn't for the fact that I'd be scared, do I have Ben McAdoo there? Do I lose Ben McAdoo, the mm -hmm. offensive coordinator, who's the guy who essentially took Eli Manning, constantly underperforming in this offense mm -hmm. uh, after you know that second Super Bowl victory, and brought them up to one of the best in the league offenses. That offense is great. They score so many points. I think, what is it, the six? Yes, the six most points in the NFL. This team knows how to score points. Now, part of that's because the defense is bad and they have to mm -hmm. score points. But if you lose Ben McAdoo, because Ben McAdoo is being considered by teams to get the starting or to get the head coaching job. Well, and according to— That's not going to be good if you lose him. According to NFL.com, when they, they're listing off the with the Giants job, the Giants have said, and this is co-owner John Maris said that, 
the Ben McAdoo, who's the offensive coordinator, and then Steve Spagnola, who's the DC, mm-hmm. will be interviewed. And they However, should. McAdoo, well, McAdoo was interviewed today, apparently, earlier today. However, the Giants have put in a request to interview Adam Gase mm-hmm. from the Chicago Bears. As I think a lot of teams are going to do. He's kind of, he's one of the Well, he was in the running for one of the head coaching jobs last year. For a lot, yeah. Yeah, he definitely was. I think, personally, if I'm the New York Giants, I'm going to promote from within. Do you want a defensive guy or an offensive no, guy? No, I'm taking Ben McAdoo. He's my Okay. He is the guy who said, you know, hey, Eli, I know you love throwing interceptions, but you can't do that. That's how we lose games. And that's how Eli Manning, you know, has definitely improved on the whole throwing interceptions thing. Team scores all these points with could him. Then, could Adam Geist then be able to work with him because he worked with his older brother? He's worked – well, he's worked with lesser Manning. That's true. <laughs> so if he wants older to – Older in age but not in skill. Not in skill. <laughs> not if you want to win some Super Bowls. Not in rings either, yeah. Yep. Uh, so if he wants to work with a Manning that knows how to win two Super Bowls, mm-hmm. uh, then maybe <laughs> maybe he wants to. But the thing, the problem I have with that is if you're going to go grab an offensive-minded guy, mm-hmm. you've got a good offensive-minded guy on the team right now. Why not just promote him instead of risking losing him and then just basically replacing him with a fairly lateral move? Because Ben McAdoo's a little—I think he's underrated. I don't think mm-hmm. he's getting enough interviews— so far, and there are some teams supposedly that are interested in him. Well, right now, Adam is Adam Geis is the, the guy. he's the main guy. Yeah, which everyone is looking at, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Be- now, if I am Adam Geis in this situation, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to go to New York because you have an older quarterback. I want to go somewhere that has a young quarterback. You know, someone that I can work with for a while because he's a young coach. I want to be somewhere where I'm going to be with this guy for a while. If I got yes, if I go to Eli Manning, I can get my quarterback of the future. Uh, but like you said, Ricky, you're not probably going to get him now. You got maybe three or four years of Eli Manning left mm-hmm. before it's done. Um, so you know I don't know I, if I'm. I don't know if I would want that job in that case. You know I who I don't hire if I'm the Giants? Who's that? Steve Spagnolo. The reason why I say no is. We've seen Steve as a head coach mm-hmm. for the Rams from 09 to 2011. Overall, 10 and 38, 1 and 15, 7 and 9, 2 and 14. That's two seasons where he had under three wins. Yeah. yeah. I mean, now you could say, well, what did he have to work with in St. Louis? But I see that and I go, nope, no, thank you. Another guy that, you know, is his name's being thrown around a little bit who. He's very well known for his head coaching experience that failed miserably. Josh McDaniels. His name's getting thrown around a bit again. But see, the thing with McDaniels that I thought of is just not a good head coach. Mm -hmm. He went back to New England where he was able to be an effective coordinator. Looking at one of your most attractive job, though, the Dolphins, per Ian Rappaport, he says that they have real interest in ex-Falcons coach, Mike Smith, who interviewed Monday. Do you like that? I actually do like that. I think it makes sense. Mike Smith— Because Mike Smith is kind of pulling the lovey right now. Yeah, exactly. The lovey Smith, two Smiths, where take the year off, then come back, coach team in in Florida. Mm -hmm. I definitely would like that. He's a a guy who could take advantage of what they have. Mm -hmm. And they're going to look at Matt Ryan and what he was able to do with that team under Mike Smith and be like, hey— 
We would love to have that with our guy, Ryan Tannehill. We would love that. I think that's a good fit. Mike Smith, I think, if you can't get Adam Geis, if you can't get... I don't even know who I would put it in the number planning, two situation. The Dolphins are also planning on interviewing Geis. Yeah. They have interviews lined up with Geis and then Anthony Lynn. Mm-hmm. However, they have already interviewed. Here's the interesting one to me. Mike Shanahan. Yeah, that's and right. And Terrell Lawson. Shanahan. Shanahan, though, he's old. Is he? He is. Look at what he did with the Redskins. Do you even want that on your team? But there was a lot of... Similar to the Harbaugh situation mm-hmm. when Harbaugh got ran out of San Francisco. There was just a lot of internal strife. Yeah, Schneider's not a You don't want to work with him. Yeah. Uh, you know who it took a year off, not by choice, uh, and will probably be coming back, and I think he should go to somewhere we haven't talked about yet? Jimmy Schwartz. Should go to Cleveland? Yeah, I would love it. I would love <laughs> to see him go to Cleveland. It just makes sense, doesn't it? You know, it would be an even weirder Cleveland job hmm. is if Hugh Jack Hugh Jackson Hugh Jackman, correct? I almost said Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackson mm-hmm. goes from Cincy to Cleveland. Wouldn't it be cool if they said, "Hey, Hugh Jackman, you just gotta <laughs> dress up as Wolverine, and then you can coach our team." <laughs> that would make sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Hugh Jackman's name getting thrown around a little bit, too. Because I the, don't know if you would want to go from better Ohio team to terrible garbage Ohio well, team. You brought him up. So, I mean, the Browns right now, here's who they're looking at. They've got interviews lined up with Adam Geis, Doug Marone, Terrell Austin, the Bengals DC, Paul Gunther, and then Sean McDermott. They've also requested to be interviewing Hugh Jackson. Yeah. So really, they're and saying, they, we just doubt, want anybody from the Bengals. I doubt that the Bengals are going to really want to give them much of anything. Yeah. And right now, it's like, if I'm the Bengals, I tell the Browns, no. Too bad. No, you're not interviewing him right now because we're in the playoffs. Somebody, another person who could possibly come back into head coaching experience, Doug Marone. You might remember him Bills. from his failure with the Bills. Yeah, he actually, you know, made them look not so terrible. And suddenly, the Bills are actually a decent team. You might want to give him a little bit of credit for that. Uh, he's kind of getting his name thrown around with pretty much everybody. I don't necessarily know. He might be the kind of guy who goes to one of these jobs that no people aren't going to want. Maybe the Cleveland job. Maybe the Philadelphia Eagles job. He might be able to steal one of these away because mm-hmm. not many other people are going to want it. In his two seasons at Buffalo, 6-10, and 9-7. and seven. Yeah. So he was on an upward trend. He's 15 and 17 as a head coach. And he was the assistant head coach in Jacksonville Mm -hmm. over the past, since 2000, so this past year. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, The job that I want the least, obviously, is Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want anything to do with that mess. But honestly, San Francisco and Philadelphia are not much better. And Philadelphia, they interviewed Adam Geis already. They will interview interim coach Pat Shermer for the head coaching vacancy. Um, They're also going to interview Terrell Austin. And Austin is an interesting one, too, because he's, if I'm a Detroit Lions fan, he is to the Lions what Adam Geis is to the Bears fans. Where Mm -hmm. Bears fans, and Mark, you can disagree with me if I'm wrong, but most Bear fans are like, Adam, stay. Stay, Adam. We need you. Whereas... Detroit fans are probably like, no, 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 don't, don't go anywhere, Terrell. 
Mm-hmm. Don't go anywhere. We need you. Yeah, I don't know what the replacement would be but in Terrell, Chicago for him. But Terrell Austin could be the kind of like the Dan Quinn or the Todd Bowles that we see go to a team, become mm-hmm. the head coach after being a coordinator. Todd Bowles, 10-win season. Yeah. Missed the playoffs by virtually a game. And then you had Dan Quinn, which team started out hot as hell and then cooled off. Can we talk about the New York Jets for a second? Just to yeah. reference how Bad Ryan, I thought they were going to Ryan Fitzmagic did exactly what his Ryan career. Fitzmagic does, which is end this season with lots of interceptions. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. I mean, he was not throwing <laughs> interceptions all year. That last game when they needed him, I think it was twice. Mm-hmm. Interception, interception. Ryan Fitzmagic. That's the magic that we've. That's the Fitz magic we've been waiting for. And then the 49ers, they've names that are being thrown out for them. Chip Kelly has expressed interest. Mike Shanahan's going to be looked at. Hugh Jackson. You're going to have the running back coach in Buffalo that I mentioned, Anthony Lynn. To me, if I'm San Francisco, that's the only job that Chip Kelly makes sense for because of Kaepernick. Besides the Titans. Well, okay, the Titans a little bit. I forgot about yeah. the Mariota thing, but Titans and Niners. Mm-hmm. Niners more than the Titans because Kaepernick, I feel, because of his experience, would be better for Chip than Mariota. I really don't know that the San Francisco 49ers want much more of Colin Kaepernick. I think they've about had it. They're probably going to let the coach Cause it's inter- make that decision, it's but I think they're that, done. It's interesting that Chip Kelly expressed interest to the team. Mm-hmm. Not usually we hear the other way around, like, oh, the team wants to interview this guy. No, Chip yeah. Kelly was like, hey, I want your job. Chip Kelly does what he wants. He's <laughs> expressed that. Uh, See, he's and, proven that. And that's a thing. Jed York, the CEO of the Niners, announced that Trent, um, I hope I'm saying this name right, Balky, is going to be, he's going to remain as he's the there. general manager. Yeah. But Chip Kelly likes to be the GM. Yeah. So, and I know we talked about this before. I'm just going to say it again. If Chip Kelly wants to coach in the NFL, he has to just be the head coach. No other mm-hmm. team is going to look at what he did and say, yeah, let's give you both jobs. Yeah, because really, I mean, his coaching wasn't that bad. It wasn't his it's, player personnel yeah, and how he was, treats people as humans. It's a disaster. I mean, look at Tom Coughlin, who just got fired in mm-hmm. air quotes. I put air quotes around him, but he just got fired. Well, he, I think he the New stepped York down. Jets. He stepped yeah, down from the New York Giants, I said Jets, I meant Giants. And everything on Twitter, everything on ESPN, Mm -hmm. great work. People love the guy. And I bet he's a great man. However, I kind of agree with Stephen A. Smith. Have you seen the past couple of years? Yeah. Have you seen, I mean, Stephen A. Smith. I mean, like the past six years. He talks a little bit from the heart because being a New York guy, being a New York fan, he kind of speaks a little bit more from that heart, even though I believe Stephen A. has Philly ties as well. But I bet he's a great man. But Isn't it's he like a, I thought he was a Jets fan, not a Giants fan. I don't know. I know he's a New York guy because he mentioned the he Porzingis, the, the yeah, the Knicks and everything. But it that was one thing that caught me. It's like, huh, this is like the first guy that got fired. Mm-hmm. And everyone is just praising him. Because let's be honest, if he didn't resign, he was getting fired. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's won Super Bowls, so they like him there. Uh, and, you know, they gave him this little gracious ending. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm not 100% sure that Tom Coughlin comes back and coaches. I think he honestly might just be done. 
He might get one of these cushy little, you know, Fox One Sports or ESPN jobs where he just comes in, kind of Bill Polian style, gives all his opinion every now and then, and then he goes back home because he doesn't need to work. He's got plenty of money. Mm-hmm. He's set. He doesn't need to do anything. He can basically just retire and hang out on the golf course yeah. if he wants. I'm not convinced he comes back and coaches anymore. I think he might be done. One thing I want to mention. This is not a vacancy, but this is one I mentioned. Jim Caldwell. Mm-hmm. His fate, the reason why we haven't heard anything, if he's going to be fired or not, is because the Lions are looking for a new GM. And some of the guys they're looking at is, number one, Will McClay, the Cowboys assistant director of player personnel, and then he said no. I thought already. And then they're also, yeah, he did decide to stay put. Yeah. And then the other guy they're looking at. All it says here on NFL.com is that they looked at him. They literally made eye contact. The Patriots pro scouting director Bob Quinn, and the co-director personnel director Trent Kirchner. Mm-hmm. Those are the two guys. So for Caldwell, it all depends on who they get as GM. Mark. You get hired as the Detroit Lions general manager. I do. Do you fire or keep Jim Caldwell? I'm going to keep Jim Caldwell because I don't like very many of my options otherwise. I don't think I'm going to be able to attract one of the you know the top three guys in this candidacy poll here, um, pool. So I'm just going to keep him. And he's a good coach. He, he didn't really do well this year. Things were falling apart, you know, especially compared to that first year where things mm-hmm. were great. Uh, but I'm going to believe in him. I'm going to give him another shot. I fire him if I can get... There's only one coach I want. And if I get this is that, coach... Is John Gruden? Nope. Well, John Gruden would be great. But realistically, mm-hmm. if I can get Adam Geis, I fire Jim Caldwell. If I can, I keep Caldwell. Yeah. Be because to me, I mean... And this is something that I'll ask you about Adam Geis. Because mm-hmm. he's one of the candidates that we've brought up in every single job. Because he's seems. the hot guy. John Fox said today in a press conference, I heard it on ESPN Chicago when him and Ryan Pace were talking, he said if we lose Adam, it's not something where it's like, oh, well, we ran Adam's system. No, it's our system. Yeah. We'll be fine. As a Bear fan, do you think that the Bears will be fine without Adam Geis? I think they will. I mean, the Bears are slowly going to be moving on from Jay Cutler anyways in the next two, three years. Uh, Do you think the only reason Cutler had a better season was because of Geis? I think it helped, but I mean, you're still, you know, it's John Fox that's really making these decisions, mm-hmm. and he's the one who's really leading everything. I mean, yes, this is your offensive coordinator, but John Fox is making, you know, the big decision, the big important decisions. Uh, I think there's a culture that's been set up, it's been established, it's a way to success. The next guy who comes in, who either steps in or steps up, is going to be somebody who essentially is going to be doing the same, more mm-hmm. of the same. John Fox knows what he wants to do with the team, and he's going to keep doing that. doesn't matter if Vic Fangio goes away, if Adam Gase goes away. doesn't matter who goes away. John Fox knows what he wants. He's going to do it. One other position I want to talk about, and this will kind of put a kibosh mm-hmm. on the coaches for this podcast. There's one coach that has not been fired. However, there's a chance he could be traded. And that's Sean Payton in New Orleans. There are two jobs, one which isn't an open job, the other which is. He's interested in being the coach of the Chargers or the 49ers. If you are the 49ers, if you're Jed York, do you trade a second-round pick for Sean Payton? 
Well, I think it's funny for a coach to be like, yeah, you know who I'd like to coach? That team that doesn't need a coach. Well, it's weird because I'm looking here on NFL.com. They're like GM tracker, and it says Peyton has privately discussed his interest in the Chargers opening. I'm like, that's not an opening. Yeah, there's no opening there. There's no opening there. And then it said, and I quote, he let it be known he'd be interested in the Niners job. And that's per Mm -hmm. Ian Rappaport of NFL.com. Yeah, there are too many things missing from that 49ers roster to trade any picks for a head coach. There's just too much wrong. The 49ers job is not something that gets fixed in one or two years. You don't give up something. Second-round picks are valuable. Don't give up anything. I don't think there's any reason to ever trade any draft pick at all for Chip a coach. Kelly or Sean Payton, who would you rather have? Well, I would actually, rather have Sean Payton. Actually, Chip Kelly, Mike Shanahan, or Sean Mike Payton. Mike Shanahan. That's who you want? Definitely. Super Bowl winning coach? Yeah. Won him with Denver. I mean, Sean Payton won a Super Bowl, too, but... You know, I'm not going to trade a second round pick for a plus. For I a mean, coach Mike I Shanahan. Mike Shanahan got to work with one of the greatest quarterbacks and greatest running backs of yeah. all time, and John Elway, Terrell Davis. What was it? Shannon Sharp was also on that team, yeah. right? Was that Shannon Sharp or Sterling Sharp? I can't remember. The uh, tight end, Shannon. Shannon Sharp, one of the to me in the '90s, growing up, one of the greatest tight ends that I've ever watched. I know. A lot of you are probably like, but Ricky, he may not be one of the top, like the top tight end of all time, but he's just one that I remember looking forward. There's one last thing, and this is only because I just remembered it. Mm-hmm. Did you hear what the Bill said to Rex Ryan today? Good job. If he doesn't make the play, he's safe for now. But if Rex Ryan and the Bills don't make the playoffs next year, he will be fired. See, the Bills should be telling him. Way to go! We beat the Jets. Way to and go! We, knocked we had them a reflect, off the like a respectable season. For yeah, us. we this was good. They're doing basically what they did with Doug Marone, who we talked about a little bit ago. Of hey, you're doing pretty good. We're got an upward trend, even though we have EJ Manuel as our quarterback, who's not a real quarterback. And you know Tyrod Taylor, get the hell out of here! <laughs> get the hell out like, of here! No, for Doug Marone, it was it was EJ Manuel. That was his quarterback, and they kicked him out when he did good things with that guy, who's not a really good mm-hmm. quarterback. So now Rex Ryan, once again, a pretty good coach. Not a great coach, but a pretty good coach. He's in here. He does good things with your team. Your team believes in him because players, you know, we talk about Tom Coughlin, but players love Rex Ryan. The New York Jets players, the locker room was upset when Rex Ryan got fired. Well, I mean, look at both. He does good things. He had The team believes in him, and they're going to say, you know what, if you don't get the playoffs next year, even though we were really close, you out of here. I mean, look at how the Bills played both Jet games. Mm-hmm. Those were win-it-for-the-gipper kind yeah. kind of games, and they won them both. They swept the Jets. The thing that doesn't make sense to me in this situation is you're really going to tell you know, the, the coach of the Buffalo Bills because you're not going to beat the New England Patriots. No. Patriots you're not going to steal the division. They're going to win the division every year until Brady retires. The Jets are good, too. The Dolphins are looking like, once again, maybe they're good. So you're playing for a wild-card spot. Mm-hmm. You got two chances to get into the playoffs, and you're really going to tell this guy, hey, you're out of here if you don't? I think that's just <laughs> dumb, especially early on. I mean, yes, the regular season is done, and your season is done if you're the Buffalo Bills, but the playoffs haven't even started yet, and you're telling this guy, next year, if you're not here, you're fired. Literally, Bills, a, more than a year needs to go by. The Bills virtually missed the playoff spot by two wins. Yeah. And also, because I look, went to look at the standings, and the NFL app, I see the top thing on their kind of article list. 
former USC coach Sarkeesian interested in an NFL job. Do you hmm. take Sarkeesian if you're an NFL team? Nope. Not at all? Don't even touch him? No, not really. Uh, I'm not that interested. I, I know. W- I wouldn't touch him mm-hmm. because of one thing, and this is all I'm going to say. Look at Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Same problem. Look at Johnny Manziel. Now, am I in the situation like where I am with Greg Hardy where it's like you don't deserve to be coaching the game? No. Go ahead. Get get your problem fixed. Mm-hmm. However, as me as a GM, I would say, you know what? That's a problem I don't even want to touch because I don't even yeah. want that problem. I actually wouldn't be surprised, um, Kevin Sumlin, if he starts making an appearance in some of these interviews because he, he, he says get he wants fired. it. He could get fired because their AD just left. Yeah, and he said he wants to go to the NFL. So maybe, I mean, maybe it's not even going to be a head coaching job, but maybe he sneaks into one of these teams that need, is going to have their offensive, mm-hmm. you know, coordinator go out. Um, he's an offense. He's an offensive minded guy, right? He's not Someone? A defensive. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I think he's offensive minded, but I might be just thinking of that because of <laughs> Texas A&M, because uh, of Johnny Football. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, he was a he was a linebacker in college, so mm-hmm. maybe not. But anyways, yeah, I think I just kind of feel like he's one of those guys who once these start rolling and teams aren't getting the guys they want, and he may, might steal and maybe a few he interviews. Feels like, hey, you know what? I'm going to get fired from Texas A&M, so yeah. I should probably be looking be for looking new ahead. jobs. He's already expressed that he'd like to go and get a NFL job. So maybe maybe the cards will play in his favor. I don't know. It says here on Wikipedia all the other jobs he has. He's an offensive-minded guy because yeah. he's been a wide receivers coach, a quarterback coach, an OC, a tight ends coach. So, yeah, he's an offensive-minded kind of coach. But let's move away from the coaches a little bit. We've talked about them for almost 30 minutes now. Yeah, we're sick of coaches. Let's talk about the games that actually matter, the playoffs. Playoffs? We're going to be talking some wild card playoff games. We've got four of them this week. We've got Houston hosting Kansas City and the Bungles hosting the Steelers in the AFC. Those are the Saturday games. Then you got Vikings hosting Seattle, Redskins hosting the Green Bay Packers. And you know what I kind of don't like? What's that? I don't like that it's AFC NFC. Yeah, didn't they I not don't do it like that way that. before? I don't remember it being that way before. I don't think it was either. They usually switch, give you one of each. I don't like that. And Kirk Cousins, I don't like that. I mean, maybe they, you know, maybe it's nice for these teams that they can, you know, see exactly who they're going to play. Well, unless they're going to say, okay, well, next week, AFC's on Saturday, so you get exactly a week off. Yeah. But then in the end, some, I don't know, whatever. In the end, the AFC's going to end up with an extra day. Yeah. Because they're going to move to Sunday. Well, well, no, the, 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 conference cha- the conference championship games will be, which it'll Those still be it'll still be the same amount of rest for, for both, yeah, it'll, for it both will. sides. And maybe that's the reasoning behind it. I don't yeah. really know. But which, they get an that extra makes day sense, but part of me is like, because here's the way I thought about it in my head. I was like, obviously, because I knew how they usually do it is it's early game, primetime game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Then a 12 and 4.30. They always have a mid-afternoon game on Saturday because the NFL respects us, Mark. They know we got to get up for work on Monday. That's right. So we get rid of Sunday night football, even though I'm like, fuck it, just have Sunday night football and have two primetime games. I thought for sure 
Steelers Bengals were going to be the eight thirty game, mm-hmm. so they're getting Saturday, and then I'm like, okay, I pick like Packers Washington to be that Saturday. Nobody's gonna like. Oh, I guess it's on. Then your Sunday could be start the day off with Chiefs Texans, and then that four thirty game, the more interesting the NFC drubbing. matchup. The drubbing happens. The Seahawks versus the Vikings. When the Seahawks just destroy the Vikings. Let's be honest. That's more of a sexy matchup than Packers-Redskins. Not really. The Packers are one of the most popular teams. That's why they got the, in the NFL, that's why they got the the later game. But I'm for me, I'm looking at it matchup-wise. Sure. I mean, I'd rather see the But people are going to tune in match-up. for the Packers I'd rather game. see the rematch. Maybe that's because I'm not a casual football fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people are going to tune in for a Packers game, which people actually will probably tune in for a Seattle game, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the Packers, people like them Packers. People will like the Seahawks if they manage to get back into the Super Bowl. Then everyone's going to be a Seahawks fan again. And to answer your question, last year's wild card games were Cardinals-Panthers followed by Ravens-Steelers on Saturday. Then we had Bengals-Colts followed by Lions-Cowboys. Yep. So they did do it. And then it's this year they have the... AFC, NFC. Which I get. They want to make it fair for everybody, give everybody the same, you know, same break. I guess that makes sense. For me, it's all about, for me, it's all about scheduling. Which mm-hmm. game is going to be the best for this time slot? But let's get into those games because I know you guys don't want to hear us talk about scheduling. Yeah, they might. Of these games. They might. The one that I will, I'm definitely going to watch because I'm a Vikings fan, but that's the one I'm most intrigued about. The rematch from earlier this season where the Vikings just got owned. Yeah. And guess who's coming back for Seattle? Skittles. Marshawn mm-hmm. Lynch is coming back, and guess what? He's not taking any questions. You know what's funny about this, though? I mean, I, I feel bad for the Vikings because, yeah, you won the division. You're so happy. You beat the Packers, which is always a good thing. The Packers lost all their home games in the division. Mm-hmm. Uh now you get to go get destroyed by the, the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, utterly probably destroyed. I don't think we're going to get destroyed, but I don't think, I think we're going to win. I think, honestly, I think the Seattle Seahawks are going to go and tear through the playoffs. I think they're just going to rip everybody apart and leave no mercy in this wake of destruction. They're just going to own everyone. You know who I actually am most confident in in the entire playoffs? Cardinals. The Cardinals. Because they lost to the Seahawks, mm-hmm. and everyone was saying, "Well, oh, it's good thing the Panthers, uh, the Panthers lost when they did, because now they can't get too cocky." Which I agree with. Yeah, but the Cardinals now they were kind of getting mm-hmm. cocky too, and they lost to a division rival badly. Yeah. Now they can go into the playoffs. They get the bye, and then Carson Palmer, man, you've been healthy all He's year. Healthy. Yeah. Do you want it? Do you want it? This is what you couldn't get mm-hmm. in Oakland. You couldn't get it in Cincinnati. This is your time. You're finally here and you're finally healthy to do it. Because the way I see it, the way if we go off of um, my predictions mm-hmm. for the picks video, which actually should be up by now, but what I am I'm thinking is that there's a chance that if if the Seahawks win. If the Seahawks win this weekend. If there's a chance, Ricky. Well, no, I'm saying if there's like, a chance. If there's a chance of this NFC championship mm-hmm. game happening, that I'm right. thinking All of. Right. If the Cardinals and Seahawks are going to play in the NFC championship game, the Seahawks, because they're the sixth seed, will have to get through Carolina first. Mm-hmm. 
So they're not... Which they had trouble with. They're not going to have that much... I, it pains me to say it, but they're not going to have that much trouble with the Vikings. However, you got to go to Carolina and then possibly to Arizona if you want to get to Levi Stadium in California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be it'll be tough, but I you know I said they had trouble with the Carolina Panthers, but the game was closer than I thought. Uh huh. It was only twenty seven twenty three, um, so it is closer. I really just don't think. I mean, it's funny how for for the AFC side, to me, it's pretty clear cut what's going to happen. Uh, you know, the Texans are not that great of a team. Cincinnati, I mean the the uh, Kansas City Chiefs are going to get past them mm-hmm. pretty easily. Yeah, the Pittsburgh and Bengals team should this game should be closer, but the Bengals always choke, and until they prove me wrong, I'm going to believe that they're going to choke. Well, if you and if and they've you, got the backup quarterback. If you asked me, if you said, "Okay, Ricky, which six seed has the better chance to get to the Super Bowl?" I would tell you I have more confidence in the Steelers. Winning this week in Cincinnati, because let's mm. be honest, the Bengals don't win playoff games. Nope. They take they haven't so far. They take playoffs off. They're playing golf right now. But I have more confidence in Pittsburgh going to Denver and winning than going to New England and winning than I have in Seattle to go to Carolina and then Arizona. I don't know, man. You and know, that's it. And that's if the Patriots yeah. and Cardinals get there. You, you, Ricky, you know me. You know I claw up all day. I don't stop clawing up. I call up all day, every day. But something about this 15-1 and record just reminds me, and I think I said it last mm-hmm. week, reminds me of the Packers when they were 15-1. and Only lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. Get knocked out immediately. Get knocked out immediately. It's tough to be that, you know, that top team, especially when you're that top team way above everybody else. And you come in there and you got a team like Seattle coming in there who's hungry, who's been to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. two times in a row now. You know, it could have been three times. They were almost there, too, before that. You know, that's a team that's hard to beat. Uh, I, I don't know, man. It, it's going to be tough. I, I think in the wild card, it's all pretty easy. It's all pretty clear cut. Yeah. Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Seattle, and I'm going to say Washington only because Green Bay has been a disaster lately. Well, to me, the, to me, it's the AFC games that are more clear cut than the NFC, where the AFC... I'm sorry, Houston, but you guys suck. You're nine and seven. You've shown flashes, but the Chiefs have been on a mm-hmm. ten game roll, and Alex Smith is not going to stop. Not yet. Whereas then you have the Bengals who choke in the playoffs, and the Steelers who have been on a complete roll themselves, except when they lost to mm-hmm. the Ravens in Week 16. Yeah, it's the NFC games where could the Seahawks blow out Minnesota? Yeah. But if Minnesota comes out and is inspired, like Mike Zimmer has somehow inspired, I don't, I didn't think Zimmer would have them inspired enough to win the division. Let's be honest. I thought they'd be the sixth seed. I mean, to be fair, the Packers suck. Yeah, that's well, the that Packers. Helps. The Jordy Nelson is why we yeah. won the division, and, and people have stopped Eddie Lacy. Mm-hmm. Whereas he's the, no Adrian Peterson, and then that Packers Redskin game. Yeah, the Redskins, there was a reason why I said if the Cardinals won last week, mm-hmm. I wanted to lose the North because I wanted to play Washington. Yeah. Because to me, they're a weak, like, everyone's talking about Kirk Cousins and how they have a better team around Kirk Cousins. 
That's a weak team. I felt like as a Vikings mm-hmm. team, we could beat them. And if I'm a Packers fan, I'm saying, hey, we can beat them too. Well, if you can stop the Kirk Cousins to uh, Jordan Reed connection, mm-hmm. you can beat the Washington Redskins. I don't think that the Green Bay Packers can stop that. And I don't think they've got much to combat it because Aaron Rodgers has nobody to throw to except for— Andy has uh, no protection. Except for Hoodie Man Jones. Andy has no protection. Yeah. and that's the thing. He's not going to have the opportunity to do anything, and everyone's stopping Eddie Lacy. I'm actually amazed that Aaron Rodgers has survived this season because he looks like he's going to you know, just stay down mm-hmm. in pretty much every game lately. Uh, yeah, I mean, Washington Redskins, I think they're going to get through. You know— Really, I, I feel pretty confident I could predict all the way to the Super Bowl if I wanted to right here because I f- honestly— Let's do it. Go ahead. Go. I'm going to say Kansas City wins this one. Okay. They're going to, of course, end up playing the Denver Broncos. Uh, no, not the Denver Broncos. They're going to end up playing the New England Patriots because well, Denver's number well, one, right? It depends on— first Because Pittsburgh's going to win. First pick, because oh, yeah. Pittsburgh would then play Denver. Yeah, exactly. So, so you have Kansas City playing New England. Yep. Uh, and then, which I have the same exact matchup for the NFC. Seattle's going to win, and Washington's going to win. This See, lets... I'm going opposite there. I'm going Seattle, mm-hmm. and Seattle plays Carolina. Green Bay, and Green Bay plays Arizona. Nope. Uh, so with that one, let's go back to the AFC. So both of us have Pittsburgh, Denver. I'm taking Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh over Denver. Mm-hmm. In mile high. I'm pretty tempted to do it too. I really am. But we don't know, and this is going to be a topic for next week when who's going to start for Denver. But I still believe Pittsburgh can go into mile high and win. Peyton Manning starts that game, I think that he wins. No, you know who Denver starts? Tim Tebow. They should. Because Tim Tebow beat the Steelers Steelers. in the playoffs. Yeah. All all (laughs) it takes is one throw, and he can do it. It's got to go to overtime, though. I believe that Brock Osweiler will probably probably be the starter again. Yeah, I'm still going Steelers. That Big Benz is going to beat him. Uh, Then Kansas City. New England. New England's going to be mm-hmm. Kansas City. They're going to find a way to do it. And, well, you know, they get Julian Edelman back, it's game over. Yeah, it, it pains me to say this because, you know, New England has not looked that great coming in. And I know we're going to get comments about my game over comment, but I don't care. Game over. Patriots win. Yeah, Patriots v. Steelers. Uh-huh. That's going to be a fun one. Steelers win. Well, what's, I'd pick a Steeler win. I'm going to move back to the NFC okay. here. Uh, and then I'm going to take— So both of us have Seattle, Carolina. I'm going yeah. with Carolina. I'm going Seattle. And then I have Green Bay, Arizona. I'm going Arizona. So we'll have Carolina, Arizona, what we all expect. No, no. I, well, for you. For me, yeah. I have Seattle winning and Carolina winning. Uh, I'm not Carolina. Seattle and Arizona winning. So that so way you're we can getting get some the rematches. NFC North. How about your Pittsburgh-New England matchup? I said Pittsburgh goes to the Super Bowl. Going to take the New England Patriots to the Super Bowl. I just think it'd be funny to see, oh, wait, you tried to keep us out of the playoffs? Here, mm-hmm. we're going to beat you. That's why you tried to keep us out. I just, you know, when when it comes time to it, I believe in Tommy Terrific. Big Ben, the thing for the Steelers is they ride and die with Big Ben. Yeah. And I think eventually it's going to run out. However, I will say I would love to pick the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. I just don't think it's going to happen. I would like to see, I, I feel like if the Chiefs get to play the Denver Broncos, they then can they beat can, the Denver yes. Broncos. Uh, I just don't think they're going to beat Tom Brady. Now, coming back to the NFC, when it comes to Seattle... And Arizona. Arizona. Arizona beats Carolina in my I'm, mind. I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks. Well, yeah, because you had a different matchup. And this this will be my... No, it was Seattle-Arizona. Yeah, but mine yeah. was Carolina-Arizona. Oh, okay. So of I course. said the Cardinals beat Carolina. Yeah, I would probably take that same bet. Uh, which, coincidentally, is my offseason prediction mm-hmm. of rematch. Super Bowl rematch. Mine's a Super Bowl rematch, too. 
from a couple years ago. Mine was last year's. Mine was a couple years ago. The one that the Cardinals should have won. Uh, well, a few years ago. More they, than a couple. They, that was like 2008 or they 2009. Should, they should have won, mm-hmm. but there was some BS call on a James Harrison interception return that should have been called back because of a legal block in the back. But you know what? It, it's, been, it's been a few years. So it's we're been quite not, a few. We're not going to bring that up anymore. Been like However, seven. I'm going to say that Cardinals beat the Steelers in California. For this one, my New England Patriots coming back against my Seattle Seahawks. My prediction where the Seattle Seahawks are going to say, you guys ain't going to cheat this time. And you know what Tommy Terrific's going to say? I don't need to cheat. And he's going to beat them fair and square. So Patriots get back-to-back wins over back the Seahawks. Back-to-backs. Back You're, to back. That's exactly. I mean, that's what I predicted you, in the offseason. Yeah, and I mean, you got to stick with your yeah. offseason prediction. But let's end the podcast. We ended our prediction in California. We're going to end the podcast in California because as of right now, Mark, there mm-hmm. are three teams. Everybody wants to be in L.A. Three teams are have already filed their papers to move to L.A. The Chargers, the Raiders, the Rams. Who moves? Who is going to L.A.? I think it makes sense for the Rams to move. I do. But I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to go with the Chargers moving because that's the one that really that stadium deals or the stadium deal is a disaster. Doesn't seem like San Diego really wants them. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really seem like the San Diego fan base is all that excited about it unless they are just the military base. The military base likes them. Um Well, I will throw out the the Rams owner this mm-hmm. is a report from he, CBS Sports. Doesn't he own Sports. ground out there? Well, he said that he's going to build an NFL stadium with or without NFL approval. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can't just build an NFL stadium without NFL approval. He's pretty sure it doesn't build work an like NFL-type stadium with or without approval. And I feel like Roger Goodell is enough of a dick to say, well, you guys are the St. Louis you Rams. Yeah, you guys are playing in St. Louis. You're not playing in L.A. So too bad. You can let the Chargers play in it because they are there. Yeah, I just kind of, I don't know. Something to me, it's always seemed like the Chargers, as much as Phillip Rivers is not happy about Mm -hmm. that. And I I just kind of feel like it's going to stay that way. I don't think they need two teams. I think there's a possibility they could get two teams with the Oakland Raiders and San Diego Chargers. Um, You know, I I feel like that could happen. I don't even know how close Oakland's. Like miles-wise? Yeah. I don't know how close it is to California. I mean, could they? Oh, it's not close. Never mind. No. They're close to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, I was well, going to say, could Oakland they keep their name? still the Bay Area. Yeah. So, no, they can't keep their name. Now, that's the thing, too. Why can't Oakland just play in New Candlestick, which isn't called New Candlestick, mm-hmm. but why can't they just play there? Well, because it's not their state. The 49ers would have to sell it to them. Well, the whole thing, because the whole thing was... They need a new stadium, well, though. Well, the whole thing was the Raiders... Wanted to do that with the 49ers. They mm-hmm. wanted to have like a Meadowlands yeah. type situation. And the, 40 line, not, bleh, and the 49ers were like, no, fuck off. This is our stadium. Yeah. Kind of like when you have a brother, sister, or two brothers or two sisters that are like, hey, can we? Th- that, that's a that's a large amount of food. Can we share it? No, fuck off. This is my meal. Maybe Roger Cadell can work <laughs> something out where they get Sean Payton, but they have to let Oakland come. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that would work, but somehow maybe Oakland will give them the second round pick to trade for Sean Payton if they uh, let them play in their stadium. No, it's just that that one's the one that makes the most sense to me. Yes, alignment wise, and we can have another one of these conversations. St. Louis should be on the West Coast, but we don't need yet another team 
in California. California's got enough teams already. Mm-hmm. Just see, move one of those teams nearby. The closest one is San Diego. See, and I, I'm, I don't get this. I'm reading this article about the, the CBS one about um, Stan Kroenke building a stadium with or without NFL approval. I don't think he can do it. Well, here's what it I don't says. Think it would work. Because next Tuesday is when we get the vote, is mm-hmm. when the owners meet, and we're going to have the relocation vote. So next podcast, we're going to be talking about this yet again. However, here's what it says. Sam Kroenke... Probably won't be too nervous because he apparently has a plan in place. Him and the mayor of Inglewood, California, James Butts. James Butts said this week that Crocky and the city have a plan to start construction on a Ram Stadium project regardless of whether the team's relocation is approved. I just, I wonder in the bylaws of the NFL. Is that a situation where it's like we're the St. Louis Rams but we're playing our games in L.A.? Or is it even just a thing where he can just say, like, hey, I have a stadium. my stadium is there. So my team, which I own, is going there. What are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Can he really do kind that? Kind of like a power play? Yeah. I mean, does he have the ability to make that happen? Or does Roger Goodell have the ability to go, yep, yeah, you know what? Your team doesn't exist. But here's what it says. Butts did add that if the Rams aren't approved for relocation, then the stadium could still play host to other events while the Rams continue to seek relocation to the L.A. That's just bad so like, what, management well, right there. What it would be is this You're is— You're going to bankrupt is what, your team this or is, your city. This is what it would become. It would become a NFL-type stadium, and if the Rams don't get approval, it would basically be which college teams want to play a non-conference game there, mm-hmm. what bowl game will they come up with, and concerts and concerts maybe and soccer, events and you know. soccer game and it won't be hosting NFL games. They could have a winter classic where mm-hmm. they wear roller skates. It'd well, be it, great. it looks like it's going to be from the picture that it has in this article, mm. which it's funny. The outside has like palm trees and a big pool and like little tent. It kind of looks like a hotel. Yeah. And then the actual stadium. Thank you to is, the Jacksonville Jaguars for that. And. The actual stadium is a dome, but the entire roof is glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I just don't understand how he could do that and how a, a mayor of a city can say, yeah, we want this colossal thing that's not going to make enough money. It's going to not make his money back. And it has him as a business owner, how he's going to do it. Is he just going to apply for relocation every year? Well, and another thing that the mayor of Inglewood said that, down the road, it could potentially play host to the Olympics or a World Cup. Yeah, sure, but I mean that's a hard thing to get. That's Those hard because hard to get. the U.S. has to get it first. Yeah, but the bottom line thing we'll end the podcast on: hard answer. We have mm. three teams. How many are you saying get the vote to relocate next week? I'm going to say most definitely we're going to get one. It's going to be the Chargers. I could see. I don't like it, but I could see Oakland and San Diego both moving there. I could see it happening. I don't like it. I don't want it to happen. I just don't see the Rams doing it because I think this is just a dick measuring contest. Mm-hmm. And we got, uh, I, I forgot his name already. Cronky. Cronky from the Rams saying, hey, Roger Goodell, I'm going to do this. And Roger Goodell, who's been shown to be pretty much nothing this year mm-hmm. uh, is going to say, hey, this is one fight that I can stand up and well, win. Tom Brady kind of said, it. fuck off, you lost. And yeah. then we haven't heard from Goodell since. Exactly. Goodell's like, wait, 
I don't have power. I think this is the one situation where Goodell's going to step up and go, nope, 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 I've got this. <laughs> I can do this one. I've uh, got this. And he's going to say, too bad, you can't just move. Mm-hmm. And we don't need yet another team in L.A. And L.A. doesn't even need two teams. They don't even need one team. They can't support the one team. They've never been able to support one team. I'm going to give you there's either two things that are going to happen. What do you want first? My legitimate, like, this is seriously going to happen? Mm-hmm. Or my a little bit more orthodox? No, unorthodox. do your conspiracy theory okay. one first. My conspiracy theory is that all three teams get approved. Mm-hmm. And what will happen is the Chargers and Raiders will, own, will co- exist in one stadium much like Meadowlands in New York and the Rams will have their new stadium in Inglewood. That would be a mess. It would be a total mess. However, the thing with the Rams where I'm traffic kind, in LA already sucks. I'm kinda pulling for them to get to LA is because it makes their division more geographically correct. Mm-hmm. Because then these West teams don't have to go to the Midwest to yeah. play a football game. I mean Seattle could probably say, well if we didn't have to go to all the way to St. Louis, we may have beaten the Rams week one. Maybe. However, you know, the Rams have been your daddy this year. If Seattle. there were two stadiums in L.A., there would be so many just clusterfucks. I mean, well, I know they're not technically in L.A. if they're, you know. Mm-hmm. But well, this like, one would be in Inglewood. Just so many Inglewood, disasters. Up to no good. Of, like, just traffic. People trying to get in towards the area nearby. Mm-hmm. Just absolute disasters for when you have double home games. Such an awful idea. Such an awful idea. Not well, it makes scheduling how This is what I think is going to happen. Well, there's no scheduling win if you have three. Yeah. Here, here's what I think is going to happen. Rams stay in St. Louis. Raiders and Chargers coexist in a stadium. Yeah. That's what think, I think realistically happens. Do you think that somehow Kroenke just builds his stadium and the NFL <laughs> goes, all right, we'll rent it. They don't even have to own their own stadium. Then they can just rent his. That'd be fun. I don't think. No. I don't Pro- think it will happen. Crocky will not let, like, if they don't but get relocated. if he's a businessman and he's not getting relocated, he might not have a choice. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't want to bankrupt himself. I have no idea. To me, I literally think that Chargers Raiders, they get the approval. Rams will not, which if you're a St. Louis fan, you're probably like, yes, Ricky. That's what I want to hear because I want the Rams to stay in St. Louis. But that's going to do it for the onside kick. Let us know what you think down below in the comment section about anything we talked about in today's podcast. A little bit longer of a podcast for the onside kick. We had a lot of kind of coaching vacancies to get through. And then, of course, you got playoffs and relocation. Next week, we're going to be talking about this yet again for sure because January 12th is when... The 32 owners are going to meet in Houston for their meeting and vote on the relocation. So we'll bring you, bring you some relocation talking again next week. Go ahead. If you're on SoundCloud, hit that heart and that repost. If you're on YouTube, hit that like and subscribe button. Go ahead. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Ricky Widmer. Mark is at the with two E's. Mark Weber. Most Valuable Podcast is at Most Valuable Pod. I want to thank you guys for listening to the Onside Kick. Make sure to check out all our other content on our SoundCloud and YouTube pages. Check out mostvaluablepodcast.com. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.